an apple a day. <laughs> Keeps soccer in <laughs> our lives. <laughs> I don't know where. Did you want me to finish that? I don't know what you're. Yeah, saying. I did. Yeah, it's, it's our, it's our, it's our thing. <laughs> an apple a day keeps MLS in play. Union goals scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, Goofy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. This is episode 119? 119? Yeah, it is, is that... 119. Okay. I didn't, yeah. wasn't sure if we changed that number or not. Solid. Good start. Good All start. right. Shaking off the rust. So, <laughs> yeah, we're rusty. It's been a few weeks, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys have just enjoyed replaying our last episode multiple times. <laughs> Listening so, to um, Doopy Dad destroy Jose Martinez. <laughs> Jeez, man. And let's, let's, I don't know. All right. So tonight we'll talk about the union. We'll kind of do a May reset um, and get us back into union mode. We'll talk MLS and Apples. We'll talk U.S. Men's National Team and the World Cup coming to Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. So um, Fredericksburg did not get the bid, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> Close. Close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just as strong a bit as DC, so you know. Hey, hey, there you go. Hey, oh. All right, we'll rip on. We'll rip on DC later in the second half of pod. So, yep. Stay tuned, all of our DC friends. <laughs> Friend, Christophe. Sorry, buddy. Um. <laughs> anyway, month ago, last month, whatever, Union were playing soccer. The last game they tied one-one. And that was the end of their May. Their May was colossal with six MLS competition games, one U.S. Open Cup game, but that didn't count. So looking at those scores, it's like the, I was saying, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life because they tied five of them and won the other one. Like, yeah. that's so it was It was odd. Yeah. Yeah, because we kept saying, like, oh, well, we're, I guess we're undefeated, but it doesn't exactly feel like it. Yeah, so you've got... 18, 18 points up for grabs in the month of May. You come out with eight. On the surface, it doesn't seem that great. Um, but you know, you got some some big ties in there that feel good. LAFC, Nashville, um, yeah, Red Bull, uh, Miami, uh, New England. That game was. Uh, and then you get the big one in Portland. So overall, probably a net positive, right? Yeah, yeah. So right now we're in second place behind NYFCFC, still sitting pretty with only one loss. No other team has two losses, so we are in good standing there. Um, and NYCFC just just lost their coach to uh, Europe, so that's pretty cool. Um, good for him, and uh, he can go take off his clothes somewhere else. Yeah. And so yeah. You know, we're about to enter the month of June. We got three games in June. Um, we'll preview Cincinnati at the end of the episode, but I, I'm feeling pretty good because I think I think Mikel Ua is probably going to be healthy, ready to go. Um, I don't think we have any really any real worries. Obviously, national team didn't impact us at all, uh, so the team is probably super well rested, ready to 
pick up nine points in uh in June. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, we won't have some of the a handful of homegrowns because of the U twenty US camp, um, which is exciting for them, but we won't have just a little, little less depth. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. We're definitely in a good spot, but especially it's exciting to have Ua hopefully ready to go, and then Carranza's should be right up there with them. And um, I think I saw Santos is getting a green card, so that like just helps with like the roster stuff. A lot of positives. Really, the only like positive possible um, worry is if maybe Kai Bagner gets sold to Europe, which has been rumored and seems like it's likely to happen. It's just a matter of when it happens. So. You know, hopefully we get as much time out of him as possible, and and then we'll deal with what comes next. But other than that, like it seems like we have a pretty healthy squad, which is good. And yeah, yeah, things should be things should be exciting. And, and yeah, we we got through that that May stretch, which is you know maybe not the most exciting of results, but is was definitely the toughest month for us. So we're through that. So it should be at least easier moving forward as far as you know game congestion. So. And we and we got through that and still stayed in second place. So it, it definitely was a uh, part of that comes from other teams in the Eastern Conference not being super great aside aside from NYC. So it's definitely you know a battle with them for for first place in the East. I'd say like behind us, Montreal, New York, Orlando, New England's I guess figuring it out. But you know they sold Busca, so there's really not a lot of threats in the East. So. We, we definitely are in a good spot to make a push for to win Eastern Conference and then Supporter Shield even if we can catch up with LAFC. So I, I definitely agree that we're, we're in a good spot. I'm excited to get the season back going. It feels like it's been forever since we had union stuff to talk about. It certainly has. And just looking ahead at the schedule, um, May was very congested, but July and August are just as congested. Oh, darn. They both have six games as well. Oh, with well, I take it, it back. looks like an average of about five days between games, Jesus. which makes sense. Oh God! Yeah. Okay, then maybe uh, I should have looked forward before I made that statement. But damn. No, it's cool. I like I like proving you wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, like in, in July we uh, are in Miami on the 13th, and then on the 16th back home. So gotcha. you're looking at a real quick turnaround on, from an away to a home game. But I will say the travel can't be as bad as may was mm-hmm. um yeah like looks like yep yep nothing else nothing i mean no trips out to the west coast nothing like nashville i mean it looks like columbus and cincinnati of uh, the florida games but um yeah we play florida subaru park florida hmm. stupid yeah, that's kind of dumb yeah but what do, what do we know all right so um yeah, you said it. We're winning supporter shield. Very yep. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I, Anything else to cover? No, nah, I think we've moved on to the next topic, which is another big one. Yeah. Um, an apple a day <laughs> keeps soccer in <laughs> our lives. <laughs> I don't know where. I, did you want me to finish that? I don't know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's, it's our, it's our, it's our thing. <laughs> an apple a day keeps MLS in play. There you, there you go. go. Um, I think $2.5 billion also keeps MLS in play. So there you go. Yeah. I Now I'm excited for the trickle down to how much the Doopy brothers get to that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Um, no, okay, yeah, let's jump into it. So it's it's a big big deal. Um, I'm I'm sure people listening already like understand kind of the general t- aspects of the the new TV deal with Apple TV. Um, and I, honestly, it's it's definitely gotten like some mixed misreaction, but it's been way more positive than I expected when I first saw this announcement. It was like full streaming all on Apple TV on this service that maybe not a lot of people have like I'm just, I, I thought it was gonna get ripped to shreds um but the reaction was more positive than I expected and there's definitely still some like skeptics and under and un, like understandably so but um it's definitely way better received than I expected and I think definitely the, the money aspect is a big factor in that and then I don't know maybe there's like a, a the factor of that like Apple is such a well-regarded company that this is a deal that people can get behind um but i want to hear what's your reaction to this apple tv deal because i know you always have i don't know struggles with with streaming and figuring that stuff out but i (laughs) i want to i want to hear how you feel about this whole thing that was a nice way to say (laughs) i know you're an idiot but uh hey i mean you gotta you figure it out but you definitely you know have your trial and error um yeah so I, I'm a sucker, and I. It's cool. I don't care, for lack. I mean, it's, I I don't care, not in a negative way, but in a way that, wherever MLS is gonna be, I'm gonna. Do my best to find it. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's just me not being great on technology, but. You know, they could have put it on HBO Max, and I would have been like, all right, well, let me just get a subscription for this, like. In a way, I, I'm, I'm, I know I have an Apple subscription, so I feel like it should be pretty self-explanatory for me. Um, yeah, it, but, it is going to be like a separate product than like the regular Apple TV Plus subscription. It's like a separate app in, in a way. Um, because so it'll, it'll be a different square that I click on on the yeah, TV. Exactly. That's all. That's all it means. I think. Yeah. Well, you can walk me through that in 2023. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, you know, there are a lot of people who uh, have thought about it and are much smarter than me making these decisions. So yeah. I assume it's good um, or as good as it could be. I don't, you know, I don't know the inner workings where there are other offers, what's there other. But what I do know is Apple does provide good products. Uh, obviously, um, they invented Ted Lasso and that has been good for me. Um. Yeah, I'm sure there will be something else I watch on that. That's a point. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely like. I am interested in, and I'm excited for. For me personally, this is like the perfect deal because being in Philly, the local blackouts have been super frustrating to like have to get on my laptop and like stream it and then like Chromecast it onto my TV to be able to watch it on an actual TV, which is such. It's just just like a. It, it's fine, but it's a pain. Um, uh-huh. So having like a platform where I can just watch everything and like it, it even games that might get put onto national television um uh, will still be on apple tv so i can still just have that one place to go to which is again really ideal for me as someone who doesn't even have cable um this it, it just feels ideal um in my use case i know i'm not the only use case but uh i think it, 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 there's a lot of positives in it um there's a lot of like interesting things too where there's going to be 
uh, they're gonna like kind of regularize the schedules to be like only like Saturday nights and I think Wednesday nights. So that means yeah. like it'll be like kind of a more consistent, you know, watching patterns that we'll get like get used to, and that's that's kind of nice not to have to like like oh there's a random like Sunday one o'clock game and then there's you know all these like different timings and stuff to have to figure out and have like that kind of consistency will help viewership i think like just getting into those kind of patterns like nfl does uh which, which is a nice nice um nice touch um i think so it's will there not be like the crazy union lafc i mean i assume there still has to be some of that i right? think yeah but it'll still all just be like saturday night not like okay. you know because the game startup i think i i don't i mean I'm, a lot of details are still not not provided but i think they're going to try to regularize it regulate it or as as much as possible so it's pretty consistent start times and then they'll have like a whoop round show for like the games when like all the games happening at the same time that you can be able to watch like a nfl renzo red zone type thing is is kind of how they're they're pitching it which is which is going to be really interesting um yeah. so a lot a lot of like really cool things um one one of the like maybe unknowns or like possible downsides to this is the fact that this is all going to be produced by mls and there's they're not like having any local production uh to be used anymore so like guys like jp and danny aren't i'm we're not really sure where they'll, where they'll fall into this those two guys are obviously very like well regarded um tv talent so i'd imagine mls will have to like fill this staffing with guys with people already within mls so those two guys, I'd imagine, would be top candidates. So hopefully, they we still get to to hear hear our guys. Um, maybe not just, maybe they just won't be tied just to Union games. I which is, we're just not sure how that's all going to work. But that's kind of a, a kind of a a downside where there's going to be might be a lot of people who work on MLS productions for their local cities that may or may not have a job to, with this new deal or have a spot in it. So that's that's a definitely a downside. But we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, but it. I don't, there's just I don't know there's there's so much that gets goes into this that like I think that MLS being the sole producer of this could be really interesting because there's a lot of like I don't know pe- people that we really like that work in MLS to, to produce things like I'm sure all the like, extra time in the call up shows those those people talented like that host those shows are probably going to be involved in this new MLS production and. I think to us they're they're pretty well liked and, and and nice people to listen to. So I think it'd be cool to like get the, get them in like in front of camera and be more like the the face of MLS production. And I I th- I think it could be really interesting. I, I know I think really the I don't know the way to be able to judge this this deal early on because it's a ten year deal, but like to judge it like next year is going to be how easy it is to get into this platform and what the production quality is going to be like i'd say yeah the aj test yeah basically yeah and like but there's like the positive is like apple is so good at making setting up their products as easy as possible like when you get a new iphone it's like the easiest way to transition your phone and like to get that thing working they have that set up so you know so user-friendly to make it so easy for you so I'd imagine they're like they're pretty smart people. They know they'll they'll make this as easy as possible because that's just who they are. And then the quality. Well, I mean, to be fair to people who are currently doing it, they're probably trying to make it easy. easy yeah, I too. know. Yeah, but like Apple is like so, you know, above and beyond, and with with this kind yeah. of with that kind of stuff that like they they put the user first and make sure it's 
or that's like the you know how, how it feels they, they they make stuff as easy as possible for you to take their stuff and use it as quickly as possible um but i think i think like the quality is 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 going to be definitely another factor and i'm sure the first year is going to be is, there's going to be some bumps and especially right in the, at the launch of it because it's going to be like a tight turnaround to get this whole thing figured out for MLS to like get producing all this stuff because now that now that they're now that they're responsible for it but um i think like with apple like going speaking back to apple's quality like this is a big thing for them too they're gonna make sure this product doesn't flop and they're gonna even if it's mls's responsibility apple's probably gonna step in and support what they can to make it look like an apple product which means it's gonna look really high quality so that, that should be exciting and i'm sure there's definitely gonna be some some hiccups and some bumps but i i think as as as, as all that gets smoothed out it's, it could be turned into a really nice product similar to how we picture Premier League, which is like the golden standard, but you know, Apple's kind of the golden standard of technology. So hopefully we can inch our way to being that kind of soccer production that we see from Premier League. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Over under on how many minutes of the first game that I have to stream that I will miss. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, first of all, it, it's a, you know, it depends on if we have a home game that you go to. Um, right, the, the first game I have to stream yeah. over under. Where where's the minute mark that? Uh, I don't know. You're, See, that's you're over under. I'm 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 po- I'm ho- I'm optimistic that you'll you'll have it figured out by kickoff, and maybe and maybe you'll ho- hopefully you start to try to figure out with enough lead time that any any uh thing you run into you can iron out before kickoff. I that's, that's I, true. my my bet is you will have you won't be able to you won't miss a minute based off of. Techno- technological failures. I'm putting at four minutes, but okay. <laughs> four minutes, okay. I mean, there's always things like I feel like, like, like thinking, looking at what Premier League and Peacock did. I feel like the the launch of that was a little rocky, right? I know, like I I wasn't in it. On, I don't I had Peacock now, but I wasn't. I didn't get Peacock right when it launched with with Premier League and all that stuff. But I feel like there were definitely some some issues that they had to deal with. And hopefully Apple can learn from that and, you know, not not replicate any of those kind of issues. But I think this is like, the, even like to, to speak on like the Peacock thing, like Premier League is doing something similar to this with Peacock, but it's less exclusive. But that also uh-huh. made it way di- more difficult because then like I got Peacock, but then like there are games not on Peacock that so like, why am I paying for this service when some games aren't like not every game is on this right. service. So this this Apple deal is way more simple and like better just because you're paying for this product. So you're going to get all of the products. You're going to get every MLS game. So uh-huh. that, that makes it just way better in like comparison to like, I know this is like a unique deal, but there are some similarities to like the Peacock Premier League stuff. So in that, like looking at that, like this feels like a way better deal than what they're getting. So that's good. Nice, man. That, uh, that was a lot. You, you... I know. I, I, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot and I know there's this is, kind of like jumping all over the board and there's, there's a lot to talk about with this deal but it's definitely it's a, it is a big deal like how we consume mls is is big because it's like you know we go to games as much as possible but it's you know you're watching tv it's how this is presented to us is a big factor in how we enjoy it so this this is a big factor right yeah sure i and i we, gave my opinions and we're, we have 10 years of this so it you know it's it's got to be good yeah that's true that's true yeah, what if like something else comes up that's bigger, like orange? 
What? Anyway. Oh, that's another fruit, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, um, my God. That's, and on that note, let's move on. All right, cool. Um, you bought a shirt with flowers on it. Congrats, man. Yeah, I got the Unity jersey. Me and my wife. I got them for my, my wife and I. And they're, they they look sweet. They're the um, like bit with the, based off the same concept as the ball, like Unity of all the different nationalities rep- represented by the players in MLS. Um, I assume this week they'll start wearing them. Like the players will wear them as like warm kits. But they look sick. I'm excited to wear them to get them. Yeah, I, I like the jacket. I think the jacket's pretty tight. The um, flower I, jacket thing. Yeah, but I yeah. didn't see it on the shop. Oh, I did. You you, uh, you didn't well, look hard enough. All right, well here we go again. <laughs> I might I might might take back my Apple TV bet on you. <laughs> You're not well, gonna be able well, to find the app. <laughs> well, I was looking through the catalog. I get mailed to me every month, and I didn't see it in there. So, is this on the World Wide Web? Uh, yeah. World Wide Web. That MLS soccer 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 dot org. You got it. You got it. All right. Uh, Union best, even worst. Nah, we don't need that. Let's take a break. Um, I'm going to lose it. Uh, (laughs) All right, after the break, we'll talk about the World Cup and international play in the United States. So come back after this. All right. Hey, guys. Doobie Brothers Podcast. Presented by the Brother Game. Um, Second half of the episode here. Uh, And we're not going to have Luke talk about technology anymore. So... (laughs) Rambled too much. Used all my <laughs> words for the episode. He's cut off. <laughs> um, so one reason we wanted to record tonight uh, is because they did the World Cup announcing, and obviously Philly got a game. Um, and half of this podcast is living in Philly right now. Yeah. The other half of the podcast, we did not get a game. Apparently, I do have a USL two team playing in Fredericksburg though, but just has not been advertised. So. Hmm. That's, that's on me but uh yeah <laughs> i think the bigger news is philly getting the world cup um uh, awesome yeah uh, yeah it's wild yeah. it's it's Crazy. cool to i'm not a you know long time philly resident but being in the city now i'm really excited to experience this and i'm excited to see what countries will get to play in here and, and see their fan bases you know take come to philly and get to like just experience all that it's gonna be really cool and you know hope there's some some way to possibly get it uh, uh, get get into the stadium get get some tickets to to watch some world cup games in philly but or even if it's in new york or boston toronto like where we can go to get some tickets to go to the world cup will be exciting if that's at all possible but just like i think there's going to be such a, a crazy atmosphere just having this event in the city to to experience is going to be really really cool and and it's yeah i mean it, there was definitely seems to be a lot of confidence in the philly bid and it seemed like there should be with what what they were kind of presenting um and the stadium's nice enough and i, I it's yeah it's just, it just looks really exciting there's a there's a whole party at love park that looked like had a great turnout and yeah philly's doing doing it man and it's it's exciting yeah um i you know i have a, i have a spare bedroom that i'm gonna be bidding off for the highest bidder for when the time comes so it's it's gonna rise up there but there's gonna be some competition i bet well, I'll, I'll wait and see what the streaming options are before I start making my bid, but uh, yeah, let me know. Um, DC. <laughs> uh, so, as much as I should have been rooting for DC to get a game, being that it was closer to me, it was pretty funny seeing them not get one. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, I think I saw that it, they said, was, isn't it like the first 
time a World Cup isn't going to be played in the capital? I think there was a couple. I think okay, there was. Okay. Times, but um, yeah, it's very rare. Uh, the actual show to watch it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't not watch it because I had to see if Billy got a yeah. thing. But man, it was like, it, it was just, they just really, if this, like, I. If this has any any indication of how the World Cup's going to go in 2026, I think I'm not going to watch it. Because, um, man, the girl in the yellow, she was rough. You get Michael Buble with, like, recorded messages. Uh, I it, it was just very sad. But um, I mean, it's one of those things where it, it could have been an email and it would have saved a lot of time, but, you know, it's in the past now. What What's an email? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> The U.S. Uh, has qualified for 2026, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But they're also getting ready for 2022. That's how good the U.S. is right now. They're they're preparing for two different World Cups. Like them. Um, so this June window, four games, obviously. Uh, Morocco and Granada and El Salvador and someone else. Uruguay. Um, what is it? Uruguay. That's it. Yep. Um, I'm a, what, do you have any big takeaways? Any thoughts on the roster? Coach? Um, I think I've, I've generally liked what I've seen. I thought the U.S. played really, really good against Morocco. Um, the Uruguay game was kind of boring, but it was a high-quality opponent, and U.S. played pretty well. All right, let me just recap Luke's analysis. A 0-0 game was a little bit boring, and the U.S. played well in a 3 nothing win against a World Cup opponent. All right, go on. Tell me more. I mean, yeah, you didn't say anything wrong. Um, <laughs> Did I, they play well against Granada? I mean, yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, no, but it was good to see uh, Ferreira get it, get the goals. Um, I just to jump into the next topic because we don't have to recap all the games. Um, the the number nine spot is definitely the, the probably the, the biggest talking point of like where is where it's going to happen there. And I'm so over this debate that I just want to just give it to Ferreira and then we just let him let him get the minutes, let him gel with the team as much as possible, and then we'll just commit to whatever he can produce because. I don't. I. I. I'm just so tired of this debate, and I don't see r- really anyone like actually taking like this the step to be like the guy that everyone's confident in. You know, we we hope to be a, a list of guys, but if it's gonna be one guy, let's just commit to him. Let's just commit to Jesus Ferreira. He's good enough, I'd say, to like work off of the talented players around him and fit the system well enough that I. I'm just. I'm ready to just commit to him. Like, how do you feel about that? I, I just feel like it's just such a Greg Berhalter bias, and he and obviously he's got this with like players like you know uh, John Brooks and stuff like that. But like it, you you say that no one else has taken taken the job by the reins, but like yeah, re- recently he hasn't given guys a shot. Like we can't say he gave Haji Wright a shot when he came in as a sub. And then played one half against El Salvador, and then Greg comes out and says that he didn't play well. I mean, like, I, yeah, I also don't like, think I saw much out of Haji Wright either, though. Like, I, I, I agree that maybe he shouldn't give him more chance, but like from what I saw, like he sounded like he was doing much else than who, who, who. I mean, in the El Salvador game, that that game shouldn't even count. That should have. Oh, I know, shouldn't... but like in the other minutes that he's gotten, though, like I feel like he's not like shown 
much to like really like give him like let this guy should be the guy that we should just give him a chance and like i i agree gives some guys a chance but like i'm i mean there's two games left before the world cup and they're in the fall like we got to commit to someone we don't have any more time to just keep trying different things like just commit to a guy like we're not i I don't think it's i know i know i I know you're saying commit to a guy but like say you i mean it sounds i mean greg's committed to Pereira. there's there's no no secret um but like what does that mean that means he gets these two friendlies like there isn't like the commitment means much right now in in june it's yeah but i feel like this window we should have bring in pfock let uh, let these guys play let them have like a fair chance and I, i just feel like they weren't given a fair chance and and um, I mean, there's also a balance of giving guys chance, but also figuring out your best eleven and getting those guys minutes together and getting the chemistry and you know the patterns together with with the guys you want to rely on to start the World Cup. Yeah, I I just don't know if I've, I I don't know if Pereira is the best. I mean, I in that Granada game, it's too late to figure out anything else though. I don't know. I, I heard a rumor that PFOC might be tied to um, Dortmund. All right, so let's say he goes to Dortmund. Now, now where do you stand on PFOC? I don't know. Like he'd have to play. I don't. I don't see him playing at Dortmund. All right. What if, do you think he's really going to be the? the no, Holland no. But what if, he, what if he comes in as a sub and you know maybe he's got two goals in four games? Maybe yeah, I mean it's definitely gonna be there's definitely gonna be a a factor of like form leading into the World Cup, but like I, it's gonna be tough to crack into like this the starting eleven if he hasn't been doing anything for the U.S. Like PFOC really didn't done much for the U.S. when he play, gets his chances. How so, many like, chances has he had? How many minutes? He had a, he had a great a good amount of chances in in the whole past year. I feel like and you know he he missed some chances so like I, I i don't know like i feel like we have cycled through a lot of guys and and like Ferrer came in late like so we we you know we went through pfock we went through sergeant we went through you know zardis had minutes we had i like in other ones but like th- there's been so many guys like i no one has taken it so if like peppy like and maybe peppy will, will will actually do something in 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 augsburg and that could do something but like I, I think if like we're we we have to start an eleven right now, like it's it's gonna be fair and like I, I'm more confident in him than anyone else right now because he kind of fits the system more and, and is gets a lot of chances and is is more active than anyone else that we've seen in this trial of, of figuring out this number nine. How many minutes has Jordan Pifak had in 2022? How what, where do you think it is for the U.S.? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know? I'm looking at it right now. Okay, tell me. 30. Okay. How many games have there minutes. been though in 2022? How many games have there been? Um, Aaron, uh, seven. Seven yeah. seems to be the most amount of games. Jesus Ferrer's gotten seven games, 400 minutes. Okay. And so you're writing off PFOC for 30 minutes. I mean, uh, but it wasn't just it was 30. It's He played 2021 too, and... I like I don't see I don't didn't see much to like really be confident like oh we should give him more minutes. Like I feel right. like no one has been that and I'm not saying like 
Pereira is amazing, but I'm saying like if he's gonna fit the system better than anyone else, just like let's just go with it. Let's. I'm so. I'm just. I think I'm really just tired of this debate. It's it's just frustrating, and and it's and it is definitely frustrating that we don't actually have the big time number nine. But it, it just like looking at it realistically, like I I don't think it's worth talking about who could be this guy when maybe we don't have this guy, you know? Yeah, I, I just think it's tough to know if we have this guy or not when we haven't. I, I think everyone's I think... gotten enough chances. I, I really do. Like, I, I feel like we know what PFOC is, and, he's, and it wasn't really moving the needle. We, we, maybe we should have given Hyde Wright more minutes, but I feel like I've see, we've seen enough, and Greg certainly have seen enough that, to know that maybe he's really not the, the starting guy. Not to say, like, he's not going to make the roster. Like, there's not just going to be one striker on this roster. There's not just going to be one striker that plays in the World Cup. But, like, looking at, like, the best 11, I think that's starting to form, and... I think debating deba- debating it further is just kind of not helping anything. I guess. I mean, I just, in the Granada game, I feel like Ferrer missed a lot of chances despite making four. Yeah. So if I think out that Granada game, how many goals does Jesus Ferrer have, <laughs> you think? I don't what if if Haji got the game, how many goals does Ferrer no, have? If, if, no, if, if I took out the Granada game for Jesus Ferrer, uh-huh. let's say that game didn't count. How many goals for the U.S. has he had, do you think? I don't know, but it's also, like, it's not just about, like, he's gotten a lot of chances, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, like, trying to, like, argue the stats, because I don't think the stats are the biggest telling when there's, it's, like, national games that only happen every, you know, every other month, and there's a handful of games at a time. Like, I don't think the stats are going to tell you as much as just, like, what you kind of see on the field. All right. The answer is one. He had one goal in 2022. Okay, how event. many has PFOC had? How many has any of these other strikers have? No one else in, is going to light up the stats if that's what you're going off of. In his 30 minutes, uh, PFOC has, has none. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why you're going to the stats if that's what this is telling you. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think, I, I, I think Ferreira, I don't know. I don't know if I, I've I, seen enough from Ferreira to say, let's just go with him and move on i think i i think maybe i i don't know do we need a number nine like can we just play you know holistic and Weya and aronson just play those three up top do i mean that'd be like I'm, that. i think that would be really fun and interesting but like i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think greg's gonna do that if he hasn't tried that like this this window would have been the time to try that and if he's not gonna do that I don't think we it's worth debating that he should. Like I, I just don't like those kind of debates like he should do this when we know that he probably won't. Maybe maybe my bigger debate would be how much I trust Greg Berhalter. That that's, might be my bigger thing. That's fair. Yeah, that's definitely a yeah. I mean that's and, I, and I'm not yeah, yeah, backing Greg, I'm just saying like, you know, what what's realistic. And that that's definitely a worthy debate because because I don't I don't want to see Jordan worse and I'm tired of seeing him and I think I'm still surprised that I haven't seen Zardes this window. I, I'm, yeah. and that's a great thing for Greg to not have brought him in, but like the fact that he absolutely could have. Have, uh, I, I mean, Zardes, he's not any worse than like Pifak in in the U.S. Like I, I don't know why there's I, I I'm kind of like moved on from the Zardes hate too because like he's just as good as all these other strikers in the U.S. pool, which isn't isn't a big high bar, but like. You can't bash Zardes when like all these other strikers aren't doing much else. 
And I know, but we just know what Zardes is. I feel like we don't know what the other guys are. Okay. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I think we, we know enough, but uh, yeah. Okay. I, hey, if you know enough about Haji Wright and uh, 45 minutes of El Salvador plus whatever 74 minus 45 is another I, half hour, then hey, good for you, man. I, I don't know. I said that I we kind of gave him more minutes, but yeah, okay, McKinney, okay. And I know Christian Pulisic are big fans of him and want him to do well. And I don't know. I would put a little more stock into uh, what the best players on my team are saying than uh, – Greg and his MLS bias. That's but. fair. And like the Haji definitely seems like he's in line to get his spot on the roster. So like he probably still will have chances in the World Cup. But like I just think it's this like debate of like who is this number nine. I just like it it just doesn't really exist, you know? So like let's just be consistent at least with who we're we're gonna say is gonna start. I I guess. I mean I don't I don't know. I I think we missed. I think we missed something in this June window. This is I why. Think. This is man. This is why I hate U.S. soccer talk. It just goes around and around, and it's it's all that we see on Twitter, and it's just so frustrating. I know. I know. But I I think there was a big miss in the June window. I think. I think we had an opportunity to kind of see, but I think Greg. Uh, I I guess I'm moving towards more of an issue with Greg, and uh, you know. Sticking with that, I would have used the June window in a different way, but gotcha. it sounds like you were fine with the way he used it. So let's move on to goalkeepers. All right, let's debate. <laughs> nah, just kidding. I don't care about goalkeepers. Um, one good thing is our midfield. Uh, I feel like MMA is obviously the starting three. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was watching. Um, Luca De La Torre, I was almost like, man, is he going to push Musa out? And then you saw Musa in the last game just boss, and yeah. he he's keeping that spot. Um, but yeah, the now, depth is awesome because even Aronson played really, really well as a number eight, and and that was kind of a surprise because the first time he got a chance at playing the eight in like the beginning of the world qualifying cycle, he looked pretty lost, but. I mean, I guess it just shows like the kid just improves year after year, and, and like it's it's kind of insane how mm-hmm. how much he's just like his upward trajectory is going. Um, but yeah, he just he he looks great, and like it's cool to see him like have that kind of uh, versatility where like he could yeah he could fill in as a winger as like a you know the Pulisic backup or whatever he needs to be, but also as like a number eight backup if McKenney's hurt or Musa, or, you know, whatever happens. And like, he just, he's able to fill in and, and take those minutes is, and be like a really effective player in, in those, either of those spots. Yeah. I, I saw something about, uh, Tim Wea might be, uh, I saw a link with him and Valencia. So that'd be cool if him and Musa mm-hmm. were on the same oh, team. That, yeah. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Um, do you have, uh, a stance on who the center back pairing should be? Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, I think it's just going to be, I think, Zimmerman and Long. Yeah. I, I think there's still a chance for Chris Richard because he wasn't, I think oh, he, he yeah, was yeah, hurt. Yeah. Um, so, right. And right. I think Greg likes him and, and he's got his minutes in, in previous windows. So maybe he, he has a chance, but I, I think I'm fine with either either of them with, with Zimmerman because Zimmerman's been such a rock. It's been cool to see him like rise in, into the national team and, and take that spot. And it, and it really sucks about Miles Robinson because those two were, were pretty good 
pretty good duo, but I, I think we have enough depth to be at least okay in, in center but in center back. Yeah, I'd say they're kind of like the you know where you got three guys you'd probably feel comfortable starting with Richards, right. Long, and Zimmerman. Yeah. And um, CC, CCV looked okay. I, I think he's he's fine if if we really need him to to fill into that depth too. But I, I, yeah, I, I I'm not as worried about our defense as a whole really. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. One last question. Uh, Jedi Robinson gets hurt. Yeah. Now what? That's yeah. That's the issue. Because then it's it's like I I think they're lining up where like Dest is is kind of the the second left back. So you move him over and you fill in with Cannon or, or Yedlin on the right side. But I, I yeah, I don't know really what's gonna happen there because it, it seems like it's it. <sighs> Scally wasn't really taking his moments as like that maybe that left back uh backup um so i yeah i don't really know where else you go like there's i don't know kevin perez like has been mentioned but like he really like is so super young and hasn't played anything with the national team so it's it's really yeah that i guess that is a, a scary like depth question if if robinson goes down but do you I, think do you think the june window could have been used better to figure that one out or I guess, yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, but I don't know. Like, it it should have like there was no one in in the the camp to really take the spot. So I think it it, it goes know, back yeah. to like, who, who they calls who, in. But yeah, I, I, who, that, then it's like camp. I guess that's yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it. I don't know what goes into that. Who was available? Who who wasn't? Because like like Pred is like just made a move to Wolfsburg. Maybe that's something they want to let him. Like, man, I guess the season just ended. I don't know how that much that really factors, but. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know what goes into that. It's, it's hard to really like criticize that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Predis, um, he was on the soccer podcast with Julian Gressel and Newton mm. Harperson. That was a good listen. It was very cool. Nice. Good job. Um, yeah. All right. So let's circle back to the number nine, and then we'll talk about the union. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, oh, God's dog scored against England. That yeah. was good. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was a sweet goal too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I bet you probably think he should be striker. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Cincinnati's Cincinnati's coming to town. I'm going to be at the game. Yeah. Um. Uh. Are Are we allowed to be okay with Cincy since they have like it's like half union? I guess so. But they're also like <laughs> surprisingly like adequate team this year so they could be a, a difficult team to play against which is yeah. new that's new that's new that's new yeah uh, but it's kind of exciting you know see pat noonan you know be successful you kind of like like seeing those guys you know be good and, and chris albright and all that um but i you know i don't want them to win and i want to beat them pretty badly so hopefully that happens <laughs> yeah should have you, uh, I assume, right? You, uh, yeah, full I, I'd imagine have we have the full, yeah, the full lineup should be ready. Um, yeah, because we just won't have the, the, the homegrowns, but they haven't really been cracking the lineup, so it's it, sh- it should be a full strength, you know, starting 11. Um, oh, yeah, because he's got and guys, uh, yeah, yeah, he's recovered because he, he had remember he had COVID in the beginning of the yeah. uh, the break. So he recovered. And I think maybe Blake did too. Maybe. Great time to have it during the yeah. break. Yeah, I did too. It was fun. Oh, yeah. 
Cool. So someone should come in. But um, yeah, so they, they, everyone should be good, and, and it should be an exciting game. And, and yeah, it was cool. Karen was talking about this game. Like they they treated this break like a mini preseason, and this is like kind of like a, a season opener. So it looks like it sounds like he's like you know got the getting the guys all, all ready to go, and, and there shouldn't be any um, I don't know. Hopefully, there's no like rust or you know anything like that to after this long break. So and we see them you know in full swing at at home, which is which will be nice because it's not that the Union been on a slump with their all their ties, but it'd be nice to get a, a commanding win over a, a Eastern Conference team. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's move in to our predictions. World famous. Never miss. What's your prediction for? I I, I will go three zero. I was gonna say three zero. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I'm gonna do it too. So let's let's figure out goal scores. All right, we'll you can go first then. I'm gonna go Yua, Carranza times two. Oh, nice. All right, I'm gonna go Godstog. And then I'm gonna go. I guess I'll go Yua too. And then I'm gonna go with Glesnus. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Me more than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, take that, everyone else. <laughs> you are Aiden. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah, I think in our bonus episode, we'll talk about the number nine a little more. And, oh, my God. Uh, Oh my god. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Well, um, I think we're done. So thanks for listening. And we'll do our best to talk to you guys next week and discuss a big union win. So thanks for listening and keep on being good people. Union goal!